It's game time, heroes. Welcome to the Outlaws Outpost. Welcome, 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 heroes, to the Outlaws Outpost, your unofficial guide to the best Overwatch League team, brought to you by the Surly Nerd Podcast and the official Houston Outlaws supporters group in Austin, the Lone Star Vanguard. I'm your host, James, and with me this week is the producer of this show, Tony. Hey! All right, for those of you new to the show, what the heck is the Outlaws Outpost? Well, it just so happens that our favorite Overwatch League team is the Houston Outlaws, and we have way too much to say about them. And so arguably, they're the best Overwatch League team. Absolutely, <laughs> arguably, yes. And here we are, ready to chat and debate all things Outlaws. This week in the show, we're going to be talking about all the uh, all things about the upcoming season of the Overwatch League. But let's dive a little bit into what happened last season. So last season was the first season of the Overwatch League. Uh, you know, they came out, they said, "Hey, there's going to be all these teams. They're going to." be tied to cities uh we're living here in austin we're like hey i guess we're from houston so yeah originally we're from houston and yeah. also because uh, we had the t- choice you have dallas and houston right and we're like okay we got the two and you, you first look at logos and you're like well dallas logo sucks and <laughs> i generally hate that city anyway <laughs> there you go so i'm gonna go with the cool logo which was houston mm-hmm. and they also happen to be a really cool team at the same time exactly so we ended up you know going out to watch parties here in austin and checking them out and just really falling in love with making some new friends it's a great <laughs> way to make friends check out your local watch parties you can do that on a yeah, website that we'll have in a definitely, description box definitely do look up your <laughs> local watch parties it is a blast to go to so Let's talk about season one. Uh, some of the knowledge you may need uh, prior to season one was that uh, the Houston Outlaws were not really seen as a uh, high tier team. Mm-hmm. Um, a, lo- a lot of the early rankings during season one were like Dallas is really going to be one of the top contender teams of all time. Oh yeah, Dallas um, listed there. They said guaranteed Dallas is in like the top three. Yeah, and so wrong. we come out of the <laughs> gate at season one, and it just blows everybody away. I mean, just. Like a sneaky rip tire. Just it was like a, like a sneaky rip tire is what it was. And we watched the Houston Outlaws just win after win after win. And for us here, like new to watching Overwatch as an eSport, going to these watch parties, like our hype level is just at like max capacity at this point. We're like, oh my God, like we're the underdogs and look what we're managing to pull off. Um, so it was really fantastic to like kind of build that energy and, and get super excited and on board and really get to, to know and meet the players. We got to do that at one point. They uh, did a tour of Texas. Um, but then coming into the midseason uh, of the Overwatch League, we noticed a substantial drop-off kind of in performance and in wins. And that wasn't just from the Houston Outlaws. That was kind of across the board. Every team just kind of... Kind of crapped out, honestly. It's kind of how it felt. <laughs> it felt like that everybody was starting to struggle with the metas that were existing at the time. Uh, dive was really prevalent at that time. Um, you weren't seeing a lot of uh, a lot of Reinhardt play, which did actually hurt some of the the major tanks that were out there. Um, but for the Houston Outlaws in particular, it just seemed like we were treading water. We were good enough to you know stay in the mid middle mm-hmm. rankings, but like. It was just we couldn't seem to get back on the level of, you know, your Boston Uprising. Yeah, because right right in the middle is whenever they came out with this this uh, patch that like a week later got patched again. Yeah. But unfortunately, Overwatch League's rules stated they had to use the previous one and it wasn't good. And it had a few issues for some of the characters. And 
you could see that some of the better teams that were already using those compositions were uh, getting the benefit from that boost, and yeah. a lot of the other else was being left back. And uh, I think I, I think this Blizzard said that, that they're fixing that for season two. That's the, right. the patch system is going to be better. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be implementing it so that we'll have a, a more more recent patches being used in season two, mm-hmm. uh, which will be definitely be not more like beneficial. the two months behind it. It was previously right. And that, and that's a big thing. We'll talk a little bit about some of the changes that are coming into season two later, but I mean, that is a, a huge deal when you've got players who have to practice on like say the most recent patch, but they, you can't play, play on this the, most recent patch right. whenever you're competing. Right. And there's also other weird issues that we encountered. Like we didn't really understand. We didn't have all the necessary roles that we needed filled uh, at the beginning of the season. No one to play tracer. Yeah. I mean, really <laughs> zero people to play tracer. Yeah. At the beginning of the season, we didn't really need a tracer player because she wasn't a part of the meta game at that point. You know, she wasn't a strong character that needed to be on the field, like a Reinhardt or something along those lines. But as we went from, you know, the, the middle, towards the end of season one of the Overwatch League, uh, she became a vital player. She became mm-hmm. an essential character that if you did not have a tracer, like you were fucked. And we go into the end of season one with like, um, we, we get Arhan, we, mm-hmm. we bring him in and he's a, he's super flex DPS, right? Like he's uh, getting to watch him was pretty awesome because like he'll pick up a Genji or a tracer and he's just all over the field and he's doing, you know, dealing damage, but he was very underutilized because he wasn't really practicing. He hadn't practiced with the team as much as everybody. Yeah, he wasn't had. part of the team just yet. Uh, right. getting to see him play was great though. Yeah. Uh, he definitely showed that he could, uh, flex to different characters whenever the, the situation needed it. Mm. Um, and that was, it's, I, I don't know. We get, we found ourselves getting into a situation where we were rising back up through the ranks. We were getting more and more excited. The hype was building again. We're going into playoffs. And then we watched something interesting happen where, you know, we are fighting tooth and nail to get, you know, from the playoffs to the finals. And this like level of exhaustion just hits all of the players as they're fighting through the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the incredibly long, complicated playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like season one of the Overwatch League, obviously we loved it, we adored it, but you could tell there was a lot of room for improvement. When we as viewers are getting exhausted watching the like something like the playoffs that are going for five hours at six hours at a time, yeah. you're like, how are the players doing when they're having to fight two or three matches back to back? And doing day? all the practicing in between that. I akin yeah. that to uh, baseball. So baseball is something I grew up playing um, and still like to go watch live every now and then, you know, just it's fun. I'm not a baseball person, though. I don't really give a shit who's playing. I just like watching it. With that said, um, baseball games last a couple of hours. Yeah. But they're very slow. Yes. When you're taking a half the length of a baseball t- uh, uh, match, mm-hmm. and that's how long you're playing Overwatch, which is a very fast-paced, consistently running game, yes. you're going to get exhausted. You're doing twice the amount of work and half the amount of time than a traditional sports game. That's the way it kind of feels in my head. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's exhausting, because the only thing that goes on for that long amount of time, that many games per season, is basically baseball. It's mm-hmm. Overwatch and baseball. Nobody else plays that many because it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's um, exhausting. And you can see that with the players at the end of the, when we get to the finals. Yeah, so we're like we're in the playoffs. You see the exhaustion getting in there, trying to, you know, the outlaws are playing against the Spitfire, a team that by by all accounts, the Spitfire, every time that we had played them, we had beaten them. Mm-hmm. We got beat at the end of the first section of Overwatch League, but every game consistently after that, we we beat the Spitfire. 
and yeah, it's just it, a lot of things came down to pure exhaustion. Um, and so we lose in the you know in the playoffs. We we take it with a grain of salt. We're like, you know, we fought the good fight. We made it pretty far. We did better than people thought we were going to do. Yeah, we were literally listed as the team that will be last placed. So. Right. And that brings us now to season two of, you know, the Overwatch League. And in that, we have a lot of changes being made internally. Mm-hmm. Um, we Weirdly, have, we're still listed as being in last place. I know, right? <laughs> uh, we have a better scheduling. Um, you know, we're hearing these things like there are going to be fewer games um, stretched out over a longer period of time. So the season will last a bit longer, but it's not going to be. Yes. Yeah, so, um, previously, um, in every there was four quarters of this uh, the whole season. Yes. And every quarter, every team had to play every other team. Right. Now that's not the case. Now you are not playing every single team. It's going. It's it's already preset. You play basically every team twice over the period of the whole season. Right. And so you're playing more games, but less games. Right. I guess is a way of putting it. Yeah. You're con- you're condensing it over a longer span. Not only that, but the Overwatch League is also extending itself out to no longer be just a like Friday, Saturday, Sunday kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It will now start on like a Wednesday and kind of stretch out over the course. Even Sunday is now open. Um, that was a problem they ran into in the finals where you're looking at, you know, the finals are being held on a Saturday because they don't want they don't want to play on a Sunday or something like that. And you're like, okay, well, I guess that's 12 hours of Overwatch that's about to happen. Yeah, no, uh, uh, Outlaws were in that case. Whenever they they got they were fighting to see who was going to go into playoffs, mm. had an hour break and then had to go into playoffs. Right, and they were like the only team that had to do that. They were you could literally see the exhaustion in their head. They're like, we can't do this. Yeah. We need another day to at least break to mm-hmm. be able before we can do this. And they said that, and that's the reason why these changes are coming out because that game would have been entirely differently had the Outlaws had a literally one day of just rest. rest yeah, re- recuperation, be able to actually refocus. Yeah, when you're putting, spending all that time and effort just preparing to get to the playoffs and then saying, oh yeah, that's cool, sit back down, you're now in the playoffs. You're like, the hell I am, I need right. to sit down and like and watch also, some Family Guy. Well, and also like that... that- provides a, a bad situation for the coaches because the coaches obviously can't be coaching during the, the games. They, they coach, you know, before and after. Mm-hmm. And so you get them, you get the outlaws into the playoffs, but you have no idea who you're going up against in the playoffs because you're about to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So you have no time to sit down, strategize, talk about what the enemy team. You have you know, one hour. Yeah. You have one hour to say, this is who you're going up against. Yeah. And most likely, they want a slice of pizza and a fucking like piss break at that point. <laughs> yeah, you know? no, like I said, wanna... I, like, I just want to sit down after playing like competitive stuff like that. Uh, after a couple of hours, I just need to sit down and not do anything. Yeah, I need to literally veg out, stare at a wall. I mean, he's like, I nothing. I can't think. I can't function as a being. Oh, yeah. I need to literally do nothing. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean that's one of those things that I've been learning so much more over the course of the year. I went from knowing nothing about coaching Overwatch League to coaching, uh, you know, a team, a minor team uh, here in Austin, and it was very educational for me because I always, as a gamer, really dismissed those ideas of like, oh yeah, you should like get up every two hours and stretch and like have some water, and then. When I started actually like coaching an Overwatch team, I found that all of those factors really do ring true. Like, you can't just sit there and binge for eight hours and expect your 
you know, progress to go up, your skill to go up, your, to actually learn anything from the experience. Even if it is just doing that, all right, it's been like an hour, guys. Why don't we break, go get some water, hit the bathroom, not be staring at a screen for 10 minutes, and then you come back. Yeah, no, back you will progressively it, actually be worse and worse during your play time if, the longer you play. Yeah. Um, it's something I notice whenever I'm playing anything uh, competitive like PvP uh, games. The first few matches, great. After about an hour and a half, bad and i have to take like just a yeah. couple minute break walk around go do something else yeah. play a different game just something to refresh and they they weren't given that option during the first season now yeah. that we're in season two we get this option yeah we get, have, <laughs> we get much better scheduling we get you know more games but technically fewer games and we have now have more teams to go up against you know we went from uh, what was it 12 or something uh to 20 now um, you know, China got three teams, uh, Canada got two teams, Paris got a team, uh, the U.S. got Washington, D.C. and Atlanta. So, I mean, it's going to be cool. It's weird. Uh, there was a bunch of speculation that Germany was going to get a team. Yeah. There was even leaks of their logo design and stuff, and it just, I guess, it didn't get to come together. There's some interesting things, because I did watch the Overwatch World Cup, and I was like, man, there's a couple of countries that really deserve to have a team right now. Like, yeah. seeing, <laughs> seeing what they did at the World Cup was absolutely insane. Now, one of the things that uh, going into season two that we have to kind of consider when we're talking about power rankings and all this kind of more heavy handed stuff, meta stuff on the back end for uh, Overwatch League, we have to talk about roster changes as they apply to all the teams across the board, because many of the teams, aside from maybe New York and Houston, and I think maybe London made a bunch of changes. A lot mm -hmm. of people got scrapped. Entire teams almost got scrapped. You know, we're looking I, at, I, at this point. I'm gonna I'm gonna say for you're talking specifically about um, the uh, dragons, the yes. Shanghai Dragons. That team was scrapped. Yeah, uh, Gingiri was brought in like at the very end of the first season. So I'm not even counting her as a, like, a, a solid member. Right. She did great. Oh, great! For a little like, bit that she was badass. there. Yeah, but she was a, a filler spot at right. the end. This is now her team. So that I count that team as totally. She scrapped. was effectively a brand their, new team. Yeah, she was effectively their Arhan brought yep. in late and is a really great player, but did not have enough time to synchronize with everybody. Yeah, and that team had already just kind of went into the game or into it tilted and never won a game. Yeah, and as much like, they're still my second favorite team at this point. <laughs> season one's you're, second you're, favorite team. You're, you're rooting for them. Is that I was rooting for them during season one yeah. because they were so awful. <laughs> it, it's it's it was the huge uh, that we thought we were talking about weird underdogs no they're they like by after the first couple weeks you're like oh they're oh, not good at this, this. you just, just kept watching <laughs> yeah you kept watching they hoping they would like get one kill like, that they would do one thing good they could get one control point <laughs> win one and, map <laughs> yeah just win one map please yeah. <laughs> so as far as roster changes go in the outlaws uh fact fiction is now out um i believe he's a free agent uh clockwork uh, was removed. Uh, Mendo is no longer going to be on the roster. Uh, he didn't play last season at all um, due, due to some real-life issues. Really nice guy, but he's going to be working a lot more in the background now, which is fantastic. He so, did a lot of community outreach stuff during uh, the first season, and hopefully he continues that. Yeah, and Clockwork's going to be working on, on staff. Um, so we've got Clockwork working on the staff and uh, oh, for as far as our additions, we've got Dante, uh, who's a DPS and Tracer main that's going to be filling out our roster. I, I, I kind of hated Dante, but so, when he wasn't part of the outlaw, the shock was he? I think, um, part of the shock, I think so. And yeah. he he annoyed me because he was really good. Yeah. I mean, anytime we'd go up against him, I'm like, oh, I don't like him. So now that he's with us, I'm like, okay, I like you a little bit more because you're playing for us. But still, <laughs> we'll see how I feel. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, we did have a lot of questions and comments that were brought in to us uh, for us to kind of dissect. Um, 
one of the things that they wanted us to talk about was uh, since Clockwork's kind of been brought on to be a coach, should we be worried that the players aren't taking him seriously considering he was a player that didn't get a lot of play time last season um, and maybe they're just a little too comfortable around him? Oh, well, he was already in that position during the first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the first season, he was primarily there as a person for them to play against, somebody that was uh, part of the coaching staff mm-hmm. that also had to play. Right. And... He, you could tell whenever they brought him in, it was kind of like the well, shit. He's got to play because this person's out. So we, you're it. And, and it, he wasn't meant to take that role. He wasn't meant to be. There. He was supposed to be part of the like training system. But see, we all assumed going into it that he really was supposed to be an alternate for the the outlaws, and that's it, how it he never was felt. It, to me, it never felt that way. It always felt like he was supposed to be part of the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. That. So they you feel listed, like this is a natual extension. I feel like this is the way he, he was supposed to have been all along. Okay. And everybody's going to be like, yeah, this is what you, we wanted you to do to begin with. Yeah. And the thing is, they're saying, like, you know, are the outlaws too comfortable around him? Um, I don't think... I mean, it, they are familiar with him, and they are his friend. But I think that when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, I they, don't know their personal life. <laughs> right? They they respect him, and that respect is going to go a long way. Because if you watch some of the like outlaws videos online. They talk about a little bit about how they, they train together and how they really kind of receive criticism from one another mm-hmm. and that they really do take the time to evaluate each other almost as much as the coaches sit down and evaluate them. Um, another question we got was, should the season have a rough start, they mean season two, after stage one, what changes could be made to the roster or coaching staff, do we think? Uh, so that, I mean, that is a very good question at this point, uh, with the roster, there are some great people that are in contenders that they could possibly come up. Mm-hmm. The outlaws doesn't feel like that's what they want to do though. They want to keep that, that family together. Right. And I think that that's more important than winning the top prize is having a good, consistent team that enjoys being around each other. Yeah. And instead of just throwing money at the issue and grabbing whoever's the best at this role to fill in what they're missing. Right. Um, as for coaching, um, I don't know. I don't think the team would be very happy if uh, they they got changed their coach. I can cannot remember their life. Uh, Tyrong. Tyrong. Yes. It's yes. uh, like no because of the T. I know I'm going to be wrong. Tyron. Hey, I should have just said that. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't think that they'd be. They, they love him. Yep. I don't think that they could get rid of him mm-hmm. and bring and in anybody got else. Chops, man, like the dude has chops, and like you know, language barrier aside, like he manages to to put the work in, you know, to really help train them. And I mean, the dude has like a world cup victory under his belt. Like you, yeah. When you're looking for when, prize the, the, coaches, a few times, if you do get to go watch uh, like their YouTube channel and um, see the few times he actually does talk, like they don't show him talking to the team a lot. Yeah. And I, I get that. That's, that's like a, that's a strategy shit, right? Right. Um, you can really t- like sell, like even with the tr- uh, language barrier that him just be like, guys, you're, you're, you're met. You're screwing up here, and I'm showing you where you're supposed. Go over here and do the thing. Like I know you can do it. Right. <laughs> he's like, he's like, go to these three places, shoot the thing, and do it. I know what you're yeah. doing. I know what you're capable of. Yeah. He seems like a really fun person, and getting to slightly meet him. He's uh, very, he is yeah. very vibrant being yeah. around him. Like he's, he's <laughs> always seems like he's enjoying himself. Uh, I think this is a really rough question to answer, just in the sense that we really won't know the answer to this question until it happens mm-hmm. and we don't want it to happen. Right? We would just want yeah, to... no, like break. I don't want, I don't want to break up the band, man. Right. You know, you don't want to do that at all. You're killing so, the Beatles here. <laughs> so what are some reasonable expectations for the season behind, uh, besides the standard win the title? Uh, at this point, like my expectations for the outlaws is going to be don't come in last. Okay. That is that is the That's one. Uh, that is that is my like, my first rule. Don't come in last. 
Uh, second thing, maybe try to go into the playoffs at some point. Right. Like maybe one of the quarters, like just mm-hmm. maybe, maybe go to one of them. I'll be happy right. with that. <laughs> I'm not expecting uh, anything amazingly. Just, you know, 50-50 win-loss. I'll be happy. Right. I just want to see some good plays. You're, you're a very low expectation. Person. I have very I'm like, low expectations. I'm, I'm like, we're going to win everything. And you're like, ah, as long as we're passable, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm, I'm at that 50, 50 win ratio. You're at a very comfortable okay. point in your relationship with the outlaws where you're just like, you're, you're accepting them as who they are. Yeah. Whereas I'm like that, <laughs> that new boyfriend is coming. I'm like, no, you have to do everything perfectly. Obviously. No, I'm like, nah, you do you, you do you <laughs> put, put, shrub your stank on it. Have fun. Throw a rip tire. I don't care. <laughs> Do you really think that in season two we will see as much um, heavy Jake content as we had been seeing in uh, the first stage of? Season it really one? comes down to what patch are going to be on it. With. It's true because at this point, that uh, is a factor. Right now, we, you don't need mercy. Yeah, like there's no reason to have mercy around. So that allows a huge amount of flexibility in what you can put out there. Yeah. Well, and there's this question that kind of keeps making its rounds around the around the internet as to whether or not the goats composition uh, that's uh, three tanks, uh, excuse me, three supports is going to be the primary thing that we're going to see going into season two. And my answer for that really comes down to, it depends on where the patches are Mm -hmm. because as we are seeing within the meta of overwatch right now, blizzard is starting to implement things that take away from the goats composition. Like the fact that they upped reapers lifesteal, that means reaper gets in there. He takes out the supports and he lives through it. That screws up your goats composition. Yep. Like there's little things like that, that every consecutive patch that we're getting from overwatch is slowly saying, it doesn't seem like they're trying to make the goats composition go away, but they're trying to basically make it not the de facto go to, this is the, the mm-hmm. composition that you have to use much in the way that dive was the primary. Oh, that was one of the things that by the end of uh, the first season, I was annoyed with every team ran the exact same comp. Right. It was dive. And, it was a dive. Meta. And I just was like, cool. I'm watching basically the same game from different levels of players. Yeah. It was not fun. It was and that very was the problem, repetitive. Is, is that the dive composition was not conducive to the outlaws because the dive composition required things like a Genji and a tracer that have to dive in together. Honestly, and we just didn't have the that. one thing that I kind of wish that they would have a chance to do is instead, cause now they have like the, you have the, the payload map, you've got the control point. Yeah. Why don't you have one that's little random heroes, put <laughs> random, heroes in there <laughs> to put random heroes in you cowards like we yeah, want to see these people wanna, actually play i want to see how good you are every single character <laughs> at this point like look all, <laughs> all we know if you know anything about random heroes it's just whatever team can get five bastions first like that's that's <laughs> all it is let's just call a spade a spade here and just say that random heroes five bastions will always win um and weirdly bastions like in the meta now like it's so crazy to kind of see that yeah why bastion like uh so Outlaws last season got the the only team to ever use to, uh, Torb. Torb, yeah, and it worked. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see. I want to see some Torb, you cowards, in this season. I know everybody's like, let like Muma play some Metro. I'm like, no, bring out the Torbs, bring out the Torbs. I'm a when it comes to competitive CTF, the one play mode that nobody plays in Overwatch but me. Yes, like I'm a Torb one trick like through and through, and I'm like, I'm just gonna put in some turrets and shoot people in the head, and it's gonna be a good day for me. I want to see that. I want to see Jake bust out Torb and just start killing everybody. <laughs> see, that's, so that's I want stage four to have a patch where. Junkrat is back to where he was during stage one of season one. Broke as fuck. Yeah, broke as fucking way too overpowered. Yeah. So we can just have that like, okay, they lost a lot of games, but now they're destroying the living shit out of everybody because uh, honestly, I just love watching 
shake the rip tire and destroy the entire team it's so good i love it i, love I know it. that we're already kind of going into this but we're reaching towards the end of the show here right uh right now we're placed dead center in the early rankings for uh, power rankings mm-hmm. um but they said the same thing about la- us last year when they said we were on the bottom so we could come out swinging and one of the things that you know when you watch one of the uh outlaws videos online muma talks about he's, he said i believe that us being so familiar with each other going into the beginning of season two will give us a strength over other people we then have to take that momentum and keep it going and evolving as players to continue throughout the stages mm-hmm. and i think that's a very strong very telling statement that he wasn't just saying we'll be the best because we're, we all work together it's that we will come out the gate stronger but we have to adapt we have to survive we have to keep building and that was the experience. problem during uh, the first season not adapt not adapting not having somebody that could play tracer whenever right. tracer was mandatory at that point yeah so what are the final question I guess for the panel today is is what are we looking forward to the most in season two? Overpowered Junkrat, <laughs> <laughs> which is not going to happen. I yeah. know he will, his light will never shine again. I know that I'm okay with you that. You get to live in that glory for I, yeah, a couple I, of it, it got to go around for like three months, <laughs> not even three months, like like what was it like th- like three weeks, and yeah. I was happy with it. It's fine. <laughs> um, I really just I want to see my guys having fun. Yeah. And that's to me again more important. Like I just I want to see them having fun playing together and like a fifty fifty win. Like that's yeah. I, I'm not expecting magic right now. I am hoping that they come out of that gate because they have been together and playing together now for so long that they can feed off of each other. And it seems like the the patch that we're in right now would be good for them. Yeah, I think so too. I think so. At, yeah. at this point. I think for me, I'm just happy that the Overwatch League is starting again. Um, we don't know what to expect because there are so many new variables just to so it. many new teams. Right. So many new teams. Um, I just, I'm excited to watch the Outlaws come and play again. I love the fact they're going to be doing at-home games now. There's all kinds of crazy stuff that's going to be going on this season that I'm super, super happy about. Um, but with that in mind, we're going to go ahead and bring the show to an end because, uh, at least over here where we live, uh, the Overwatch League is starting right now, and so we need to get in there and watch some <laughs> yeah. Overwatch League. So I just want to say a special thank you to everybody who's been waiting for us to post an episode. Special thank you to everybody in the Lone Star Vanguard who supports us every week. You guys are absolutely fantastic. Do go out there, everyone, and look for a local watch party in your area. There are more and more popping up. Um, if I find a good list of anything, I'll get it posted up for you guys. Uh, and we really appreciate every, every single one of you that send us messages, emails, Twitter posts, all that good stuff to contribute to the show. You guys really are the backbone of this if you like the sultry sound of our voices tune in every monday on twitch to our geek news show the surly nerd or just check us out on your podcast provider of choice and spotify now and if you have any questions comments or concerns tony where can they find us uh facebook.com slash the silly nerd uh like that our soundcloud is uh whatever i can't remember the year <laughs> man it's been a year i don't remember the url for it is outpost, outpost okay mm-hmm. um we've got uh at the surly nerd is our twitter account hit us up there info at the surly nerd.com uh our website where we actually don't host this one yes because uh, that was too complicated for me <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no hit us up on the normal social media stuff uh and uh, we'll get back to you there all right until next time heroes good night and good game